Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 85 The Quick Review for Hobbs and Shaw Ladies and gentlemen of the North, South, East, and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I am your host, the Hypers on 55, as always, and I am glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And today, today, we're doing something a little different. We're going to be doing a quick review for Hobbs and Shaw, as you heard at the start of the episode. So, here's the thing. I was interested in watching this film for the longest time, but... As the trailers kept coming out and I went to the cinema and I kept seeing it all the time, I'm like, I'm actually exhausted of seeing this. And even from the first trailer, you got to see the majority of all of the plot points in the trailer. Because that trailer was, I think, was it close to three minutes long? So you saw a lot. And while I was still interested in seeing Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson together, like, you know, was it being their, like, you know, charismatic selves and then going up against Idris Elba as, like, you know, the main bad guy. I'm like, this is cool. I'm down for this, but the overexposure of the marketing for that film really killed my enthusiasm for it. So by the time the movie was coming out, I was like, yo, man, I don't care. I really don't. I feel like I'm just watching this out of obligation as opposed to, like, you know, being genuinely interested for this. But you know what? I was like, yeah, screw it. I'll watch it. And I actually saw the film opening day. But I just didn't feel the need, the immediate need to talk about it. So I was almost going to pass on doing a review. But at the same time, I felt like there was a commitment I had to the podcast that I had to go about and share at least some thoughts. So this review will probably be the shortest one I've ever done. But make no mistake, I have things to say. And, uh, you know, I'll say it straight up. Hobson Shaw, also known as Fast and Furious Presents Hobson Shaw, which is a terrible title. The slightly shorter version, Fast and Furious Hobson Shaw. A little better, it has a better ring to it, but for the sake of this review, I'm just going to call it Hobson Shaw. The film is decent. It's fun. It is a loud, stupid, fun movie. And there is a lot of ridiculous, stupid stuff that just does that shouldn't work. And yet, it's so fun to watch. So, it's pretty much in the vein of the last Fast and Furious film in the sense that these films have just gotten more and more ridiculous as they've gone along. They extend into the realm of superhero shenanigans, even though these people really don't have any superpowers. But yeah, it's fun, and if you can, you know, just roll with it, it's worth watching, especially if you're a fan of the franchise and these actors. So, without further ado, we're just going to go into this thing, you know, very clean, very basic, and just go over the overview of story, characters, presentation, and then the overall conclusion. So, the story for Hobbs and Shaw is fairly simple. Essentially, you have this virus that is threatening to cause a lot of chaos in the world, and there is a lady running around with it in a system, and she is being pursued by Idris Elba's character, a genetically enhanced dude who's part of like this crazy cult who want to go about and you know change the world order through using this virus. And it is down to Hobbs and Shaw, one guy that works as part of like you know was it the government and some guy that operates outside of the law who have had like you know runnings with each other in the previous fast and furious films who come together to try and like take on idris elba's character 
and also like you know is it try to get a hold of this girl and stop the virus from getting into the wrong hands and that's essentially just like the cliff notes of the film without going into the area spoilers the story for this film is just as ridiculous as some of the previous stuff from beforehand where the fast and furious series you know obviously started to divert into more thriller slash action based stuff from like you know fast five onwards this sort of continues that large and in life world ending kind of material where characters are dealing with crazy high stakes material and sometimes you're just thinking how are Hobbs and Shaw the most qualified people to take care of this kind of situation and you know there are many many leaps in logic that you have to make um, and you know you just have to suspend your like you know is it disbelief by the good chunk but the film is fun uh, and that's the main thing I enjoyed my time with it it's humorous when it wants to be, although some of the jokes don't land as well. And one other thing I wasn't expecting is that there was a little bit more depth than I expected in the sense that there is a great emphasis on family than I expected. And there were some nice surprises here and there that helped flesh out the characters a little bit more. So it helped make this world that these characters inhabit feel just a little bit more interesting than one might expect. It's not like, you know, some grand interesting stuff that you've never seen before, but again, it just helps like, you know, flesh these characters out just a little bit more. So when it comes to the cast themselves, everybody comes out to play and they do their best. I mean, they're dealing with like some questionable material to deal with in the beginning, but it's still pretty good. Dwayne Johnson is still great as Luke Hobbs. He's just as fun as he's ever been. And the same can be said for Jason Statham as uh, Deckard Shaw. Now, obviously, there's a lot of people that are still not happy that, like, you know, was it Shaw has become part of the uh, Fast and Furious series after killing Han ages ago, and people are still moaning about that. And it does feel, again, weird that after, like, the last Fast and Furious, he sort of, like, you know, ended up working with everybody. But the cool thing is that Johnson and Statham, they just have such great banter and, like, you know, charisma. They work well together, so for them to come together again... You can see that back and forth working together and it's fun to see these guys as like, you know, enemies come together to actually, you know, form a, a pretty solid bond. And yeah, again, they throw down fairly well and they were, you know, pretty good in the movie. Idris Elba, even in this ridiculous role as Brixton Law, this crazy cybernetically enhanced dude, he still brought it. There's certain things that he does and says in this film that I don't think would have worked if you had anybody else. Elba plays the villain role fairly well in other films I've seen him in, and he did it pretty well in this one. He was fun. You could see that he was having fun with the role. And Vanessa Kirby, who I remember from one of the Fast and Furious movies, I can't remember, the, I think it was the last one. She did well in this film as well. She was, uh, she had a part to play, and she even got stuck in on the action sequences, and yeah, I thought she was pretty good. I can't wait to see her in more stuff. Seeing Helen Mirren return as like um, Decker's mom, that was fun. She was having a good laugh with this and I enjoyed the screen time that she had. And then there's my guy, Eddie Marsden. I love this dude. I think the first film I really noticed him in was the first Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes. And ever since then, I've just seen him in all these other random places. And like anytime he shows, I'm like, yo, man, it's my dude. And he played this professor in the movie and I thought he was pretty good as well. So then we can talk about the presentation, which I think is the main thing that lots of people are looking forward to because this is set in the Fast and Furious series, so everyone expects over-the-top crazy action sequences sometimes that don't make sense, and this film gave it in spades. The action in this film, for the most part, was pretty good, though there were some times where I'm just like, I wish it was a little better, primarily when it comes to the hand-to-hand -hand combat. Now, 
as you may have known if you've listened to this podcast before, I'm a really big fan of martial arts. I love to see people throwing down in unique ways with hand-to-hand combat. And I just like to see people get beat up in very unique kind of ways. And the cool thing about uh, Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson is that clearly you've seen them in previous films in not only the Fast and Furious series, but other action films. These guys know how to throw down. Obviously, Johnson was a former, like, you know, is it wrestling star turned actor, so clearly he has very unique attributes. And Jason Statham, he knows martial arts in real life. And while there haven't been that many films that's been able to show off his unique martial arts prowess, when you do get to see him throw down, you can see that this guy knows how to punch and kick people in very unique and, you know, specific ways. And I was hoping that we'd get to see a little bit more of the unique fighting styles between these two when they fought, you know, was it the evil bad guys and, like, you know, some other people. But it was just, you know, your standard punching, kicking, grappling, stuff like that. And while there were certainly unique moves done, and some of the action was, like, you know, really well choreographed and um, just had a nice sense of pace and craziness to it. At the same time, I was looking at it, I'm just like, this could have been way more unique. Most of the time, Dwayne Johnson and Statham are literally just throwing people around in just slightly different ways. And, you know, they have different ways of doing things, but it just wasn't as unique as, you know, I would like, considering that these guys are fairly different in, you know, stature, you know, height. And clearly they've had different training over the years, so I was hoping for a little bit more, you know, dynamic and unique fight scenes. But, you know, what we got given was still pretty decent. And the action sequences, like, you know, was it when you came to the cars and, you know, some of the chase sequences... Some of that went from being pretty cool from the uh, chase sequence in London to the final sequence in the film, which, um, whoo, some of that stuff got crazy. And me and my sister were looking at each other the entire time, just sort of like, you know, laughing and just like shaking our heads because like, what, am I, what am I watching? Who thought of this and how did it come to be? Uh, some of it was ridiculous, but in the best funny kind of way. But other times I'm looking at this and I'm like, you should be dead. You can't survive this. What is going on? Um, but, you know, after a while, you're just like, you know what? Just sit there, think about it as little as possible, and you'll have fun. Uh, I will admit, like, some of those sequences were just... <laughs> it's, it's mental. It's so crazy, but it's really fun at the same time. But at the same time, it's just like, what, what am I watching? And, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say about the music because it didn't really stand out to me that much. So, yeah, uh, there's that. So, now we just come to the conclusion. Honestly, you know, Hobbs and Shaw, I enjoyed it. It was fun, but I don't feel any immediate need to go back and see it again. I might rewatch this again when it comes out on, like, you know, is it home video at some point, a good ways down the line, because, again, it has its moments. The actors and actresses in the film did a good job, and it has this nice, like, you know, extra depth to the story that I didn't expect. But overall, this is just another one of those, like, crazy action-based movies that is just, you know, harmless fun if you're into that kind of thing. But, you know, if you're not into it, then, you know, you're not really going to enjoy this film that much. And, yeah, that's all I really have to say about this film. Like, I don't really have much more to contribute because otherwise I'd just be waffling. And even then, I feel like I've said more than I expected. So, there is that. So, if you've seen the film... Let me know in the comment section below or holler at me on Twitter where I'm at Hypersonic 55 or at FilmFocus55. And, uh, you know, holler at me on the Facebook page as well. We got one of those. I'll leave it in the description below and check us out on iTunes. Uh, I would love to have, like, you know, some additional support over there in terms of subscriptions or, like, you know, just write me some nice comments. Give me some five stars. That'd be great. 
And yeah, as you can tell, this was a lot more of a, you know, ad-lib, like, you know, unscripted episode. But again, I only had so much I really wanted to say about this film. And yeah, that's about it. Oh, 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 oh. There's one other thing I forgot to mention, and there was two cameos in the film that I did not expect. I do not want to ruin them, but they helped elevate this film by like 20%. I did not expect to see these two actors in the movie, but they played their parts brilliantly. It was so much fun, and yeah, man, I, I just had a ball seeing these guys. They added to the film so much. They were actually pretty close to being my favorite parts of the movie, so yeah, stick around for that. And there's also a post-credits, but... Yeah, it's not that important, but you know, if you're interested in that kind of thing, just stick around for it. And with that, I will end another episode of Film Focus. Thank you for listening as always, and until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace.